Welcome to 5D Full Disclosure. This is Aurora back with the Ego Death Series Part 19 or 20. <laughs> I think 20. Um, I'm going to talk today about the programmings of control and externalization and how we move out of that into trust and into faith. So I believe I've done one before about moving out of linear thinking, which brings about like robotic behaviors and things like that. <clears throat> and control goes hand in hand with externalization. So at the beginning of this podcast, in the introduction of what is the ego programmed mind, I feel that I talked about, you know, how the ego can only externalize because it has no ability to self-reflect or to have awareness, right? Because it's not made of consciousness. It is literally a programming. So this is very similar to AI, right? AI cannot self-reflect, AI has no awareness of itself, and AI, artificial intelligence, programming, any of that, will never be able to have consciousness. It will never be sentient. It will just be programmed. So when we are deeply in the programming and in the mind, and for all of us, we've, we've spent a good portion of our lives, you know, before we started waking up in the ego mind. <clears throat> and so the ego will make us externalize everything. So this means that everything that we think is a product of our external environment, we're told how to think and what to think. And our thoughts are not really our own when we're in the mind. They are just, it, it's very similar to, you know, I'm sure a lot of you guys might have, um, you know, seen the newest kind of AI things that they're pushing like chat GP and those sort of things. They are programmed to provide answers to basically any question. That is what the ego does as well. So we have to learn that discernment in differentiating what is a pure thought and pure thought is higher self thought. Basically imagine it being the thoughts of God, right? Not the thoughts of the ego and the thoughts of God, the higher self thought is always going to be a thought that brings joy, clarity, inspiration, right? Um, thoughts that are from the ego are going to be fear-based, are going to be judgment-based, are going to be <clears throat> um, kind of an analytical loop of trying to figure something out. And so when we live in that space of the ego, we will just constantly be thinking thoughts that truly are just draining the system because it's an endless loops of thoughts and analyzations and answers and proof 
you know, um, things we need to be worrying about, things we need to be stressed about. Um, We try to analytically and linearly figure out what to do or, you know, how to uh, get clarity on something. And really, we're never going to get clarity from that space. It can only come from pure thought. And so this externalization means that we get all of our thoughts from external stimuli. Um, our emotional state is based on the external, right? In, in the mind, it's like, well, I'm happy if the people in my life are making me happy. I'm happy if I am having the people, places, and things in my life that I believe are the source of my happiness. So everything becomes external. Everything. And this leads to control, right? And of course, again, this programming, remember always that these programmings were developed by the dark. This goes back to the experimentations by the Atlanteans. um, And that technology that lower tech and that experimentation was later used by the Anunnaki and so and by the way all we have left and I don't know if I've mentioned this through the podcast but you know sometimes things just come through and I'll mention it when it when it uh, is organic Um, the Anunnaki later gave way to the Illuminati so the Anunnaki is who we kind of uh, associate with the Draco reptilians, but also others. Um, And so they were actually, uh, they were beings and a race of beings that actually fell from unity. Um, But the Anunnaki themselves were originally part of creation. They fell along with other archangels. They gave way to the Illuminati which were just completely soulless created beings. Um, and they were almost virtually all, uh, astral realm beings. And <clears throat> this gave way to the cabal, which are really just minions. They're just humans that don't have souls that work, that were working for the dark. Um, Uh, And also it could have been people that did have souls, but kind of lost their souls due to how deeply they, they went into the dark. And that's a whole nother conversation. But regardless, the Anunnaki and the Illuminati surrendered to the GFOL in 1994. Okay. So the Anunnaki reintegrated into the light back into the GFOL. Whether that means they were recycled and birthed into new species or whether they were able to go through a deep rehabilitation, I'm not totally sure, but this information did come from mom, from source, that they did reintegrate somehow. The Illuminati were recycled and thus reintegrated to the light in 1994. So you'll see a lot of um, disclosure people and research people talk about how Everything got really, really bad around 1996. And that is accurate because after the Anunnaki and the Illuminati surrendered to the GFOL and were either recycled or reintegrated, they advised 
the cabal to do the same, to ultimately surrender to being recycled. The cabal refused. Why? Because they were programmed (laughs) by the controllers. They were literally programmed to be dark minions. So they don't know surrender. (laughs) Um, And so we we tend to call them the the darkest and the dumbest (laughs) in creation. Because you have to imagine the, the cabal have been the minions. They've actually were programmed and created as the slaves to the controllers. So imagine it's kind of like, when your parents go out of uh, leave, right? Maybe they go out on a vacation and they leave you home alone. And as a kid or maybe as a teenager, you're like, oh, this is awesome. I have free reign. I can do whatever I want. That was pretty much what happened is that the cabal are the darkest and the dumbest because they were programmed that way. And they decided, no, we're not going to surrender. <clears throat> we're in control now, even though it, <laughs> their control is... It's not real. It doesn't exist. It's illusionary. And they don't, they don't actually understand that because they are both the darkest and the dumbest. They have no uh, divine intelligence because they're not connected to source. So they pretty much went rogue after that happened. So since 1996, they've been on an absolute rogue mission. They have no controllers anymore. They're so dumb. They don't have anybody who's controlling them or giving them commands anymore. So that's why it looks like the clown show that it does. Um, Because it's like a bunch of teenagers who no longer have any guidance happening. Um, So that's just a side note. Um, But yes, they were recycled. So, and, and they ultimately surrendered. So when we're talking about the way that they programmed everything, right, they originally took the programming from the Atlanteans and inserted it into humanity. And so what they did was to create externalization. And this is what the cabal stuck into. They can only see outside of themselves. They cannot see themselves at all. And so the only way that they know how to operate is how to control the external environments, the external world, how to control humanity, how to control the narrative, how to control all of this, right? So they programmed us to do the same. So when we're totally stuck with an external view and we're looking to our external for feedback, right? And we're basing our thoughts and emotions and actions on the external, then we end up following the same path where when something is not going the way that we would like, right? Um, We then seek to control it, thinking that that's going to fix it. And there is no control of the external because the external is a projection and a mirror of all of our internal states of consciousness. Remember, we are the creator beings. So when we have mastery over our thoughts and we are constantly cutting cords, you know, and I'll go through that, uh, and staying in pure thought, which is really higher perspective, and we have a mastery over our emotional body, we have mastery over our energy body, 
That's how we change reality. Trying to fix or change or control the external will never give us results because it's based on what we are literally projecting from the internal state. So this is why we say that like there's again this balance between <clears throat> what we do physically, right, to on our path, what we do in service, what we do to create, the actions that we take in our lives to align ourselves more with with, you know, the higher paradigm. That all has to still be balanced with the internal work because you just can't have one without the other. And it's not until we really gain a mastery over the internal state do we have any real effect on the external. Because once you've mastered the internal, then every action that you take is a hundred times more powerful and more effective, right? Um, so the control comes from this deep externalization and this leads to blame, projection, you know, control. It also leads to this obsession with proof and we are so programmed, right? This is how they got us is that they designed the program to be so externalized and to be so based in logic analyzation that they made us also obsessed with having some sort of external physical proof in order to believe something, right? We, I mean, let's just take the, the medical industry as a whole, right? Or the science community, whatever that even means anymore. They are so addicted to trying to prove things through external means and they have no sense of the fact that the external is in fact controlled by the internal state. So this leads us down the path where a lot of times we, we lack trust and we lack faith because we're still seeking to control the external or we're still seeking for some sort of proof, some sort of feedback from the external to, to allow us to believe something that we feel internally, right? So this is a lot of times why we bypass our intuitions, right? We're not totally in tune. We don't trust our intuitions because a lot of times we'll get downloads, we'll get an idea, we'll get a feeling, an intuition on something, but there's nothing in the external to confirm this for us, <clears throat> right? It doesn't actually make sense in a 3D perspective of what we're being guided to do or to go or to be or whatever it doesn't make sense externally because there's no proof right and this is where we start denying intuition and instead we start to try to control our external environments so trust really comes from the sense of trusting your intuition at all costs because it doesn't ultimately matter, right? If I follow my intuition, right? I have to make a decision on something and I follow my intuition. 
But, and this is actually a great example because I've, I've had this feeling the past couple of weeks um, in trying to make certain decisions. <clears throat> and I'm trying to figure it out, right? I'm trying to gain some sort of external confirmation um, or reason or proof that the decision that I am choosing to make is correct. And that is the biggest shift is that we can ask for confirmations, which is basically if you're debating or with yourself or you have an intuition, you have a feeling, but you're really not sure, you haven't gotten the full clarity aspect, you can ask your angels for confirmation, right? You simply just say, angels, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I am trying to decide on. And I really need some clarity. Can you give me confirmations? And so we use the three, the three synchronicity rule, which means that if you get three synchronicities or confirmations on your intuition or your question or your direction, then you go with that. So Let's give an example. Let's say you're deciding, let's say you're deciding where you want to move, right? Let's say you live in a city and you're deciding, you're feeling guided to leave this city, but you have no idea where, where you're meant to go. Maybe you have some, again, then we immediately try to figure it out with the mind, right? We're like, okay, well, what makes the most sense? (laughs) You know, maybe it's, oh, well, I have friends that live in this particular area. So maybe, you know, moving there would make sense because I would have people near me or maybe my family lives in this other state. And so it makes sense logically. Okay, that that that's where I should go. Um, Or maybe you get guided to move to this completely other state that you've never been to in your life, completely different than your current environment. And you're immediately like going through all the external uh, proof reasons of why this doesn't make sense. But you keep, but it keeps coming to you. But you're like, this doesn't make any sense. I need some sort of external reason that I would go to this place. Like maybe you get guided to go to Arkansas. I don't know. Right. And you're, you're coming from New York city and it makes no sense. You don't know anybody there. Family's not there. Friends, not there. Logistically, you're like, how am I going to move all the way there? Like, you know, where am I even going to go? This doesn't make any sense. And so we go through this process. <laughs> this is a, you know, for a lot of us, this is a daily thing because we get guidance and intuition that oftentimes doesn't make any, any freaking sense to us. And, and so if we try to control the external, like, let's just keep going with this example, because I think these are the funnest ways to imagine how this plays out. Let's say you have a job in, in New York City, right? And the kind of job that you have, you're like, well, can I still do this job in Arkansas? I mean, I don't know. That doesn't really make any sense. So let's say you're like, well, okay, I'm going to move to Arkansas. I I don't know why, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to, I'm going to have to find a job 
that pays me the same amount, that's in the same field. I'm going to have to find a place to live that's at least as nice as the one I'm living in. And, you know, maybe I have to figure out what city and that makes the most sense for my, you know, we start going through all these things. We're already in control. We are, we are already in control at this point. We're not trusting because the key here is that miracles and, and, and like synchronistic events can only come in when we have surrendered control, when we are not, when we are no longer basing our thoughts and emotions and decisions on the external. We're no longer basing it on external feedback, right? We're not asking other people's opinions. We're not asking other people what makes sense. We're not relying on some sort of proof in the external to tell us that this is the right way or direction. And we're not trying to control the situation because control just comes from this need to wanting it to make sense. That's all it is. It's wanting it to make sense to the mind and the mind can only analyze things based on past experiences, based on what proof is available in the external world to tell us that this is correct. So if we're trying to make it make sense based on the external world, well, this external world was based on illusion. All of the proof and you know, logical things that are out there in the world that typically guide us on what decisions to make. It's all based in the mind. So there's no proof available, right? There's never any, there's never going to be proof available for higher thought because it's never existed on the planet. So there's nothing outside of you that's going to be able to give you the proof of what you're being guided and thinking and feeling when it's coming from the higher self and when it's coming from pure thought, it will not make sense. It will never make sense to the mind. It will never make sense to 3D because these are completely different operating systems, right? So that's why we use the three synchronistic event rule because the synchronicities are always from the higher self. Synchronicities can't be manipulated by the illusion, right? Well, well, that's a topic for another day. They can be if let's say you're in a very, uh, you're in like a super ego type state and I will totally do a separate podcast on that. But for now, don't worry about that. For now, the key is if you're struggling with a decision, if you're struggling with a direction, and this could be a small decision, a big decision, it doesn't matter what it is. Practice the art of cutting cords. Okay. I cut cords with everyone and everything and all events. I reattach all of my energetic cords to everything that is whole, pure, true, and in resonance with love, magical moments, and synchronistic events. That's the mantra that we use. And keep doing that. Every time your mind starts spinning about this decision or choice or direction, cut cords, keep cutting them until you come to a place of surrender, okay, of pure surrender and trust. Trust that what you're feeling, what you're sensing, what you're being guided to, okay, 
is correct, but we can also ask for those synchronistic confirmations. <clears throat> and sometimes what we're feeling <clears throat> or contemplating or thinking, sometimes if we don't get the confirmations, that's usually a sign that it doesn't mean we were wrong. It just means it, it might mean not right now. Sometimes it's a divine timing thing and that's where the faith comes in. <clears throat> we first have to fully and wholly trust our intuition because like I said, even if we make a decision off intuition and it seems to go poorly and we say, oh man, I was wrong. I was wrong. I, I made a bad decision. No, you didn't. You made the decision that was, that was highest and best based on your intuition and a lot of times those intuitive choices can seem like they were the quote unquote wrong choice, but they weren't because maybe you needed that lesson. You needed that experience. It was essential to your soul growth. And then other times it's a blessing. It's either a lesson or a blessing and they're both the same thing. And this is where that, that true divine faith comes in because the trust is trust in ourselves first and foremost, trusting our intuition, no matter what, asking for the synchronistic events and confirmations and trusting those and then having the full faith that however it turns out is exactly how it was supposed to turn out. <clears throat> that it is part of this greater divine plan that we cannot possibly comprehend. We cannot possibly comprehend how all of our experience and, and choices and directions affect the whole. We have no idea, but we know that it does. We know that we are all interconnected and so it does. So the trust is letting go of the externalization, letting go of the need to control the way things unfold because the control simply comes from wanting it to make sense to the mind and it will never make sense. So we got we to gotta let that go. We got to fully, fully surrender. Stop trying to control. <clears throat> because again, that control is a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a defense mechanism. It's a comfort zone. We, we want to control things so it makes sense to us. And, in, and we have to learn how to live in a world that makes no sense. Because it's all, it's all divine. And divinity some, isn't going to make sense to the mind but it certainly makes sense to the soul, to the spirit. So when we get rid of that need for external proof and logical explanations and externalization and, and we surrender and we start trusting, trusting our intuition, trusting our angels, trusting synchronistic events and having that undying kind of <clears throat> overall faith that whatever we do do, whatever direction we do go in, it's always correct. As long as we're following our intuition, it can never be wrong. The only times we make decisions that often aren't highest and best for us is when we try to control them, is when we try to make it make sense logically to the mind. <clears throat> when we try to make decisions based on the external feedback from other people, from other egos, from other systems that give us these these. I don't know, these guidelines and these, these ways that things are done. It's all ego. It's all in the mind. When we make decisions based on that, that's typically where we go awry. 
when we make decisions from the heart in trust and in faith, we can never be wrong. Truly, we'll never be wrong. And God, your higher self, your angels always have your back. They always have your back. And this is the new way of being. Right now, we have to anchor this in because we're in the transition between 3D and 5D. But guess what? It's not a jump. You don't get to, you never get to jump levels of a game. So it's not a jump from 3D to 5D. We have to move through 4D first and we are in 4D right now. 4D is where time and space intertwine. So in that intertwining space, things don't make sense, right? Because the mind and the linearness of 3D is starting to dissolve But the fifth dimension has yet to come in, which is where everything is just divinely guided. Everything is synchronistic and in synergy and in harmony. So we're not quite there, but we're moving out of the mind and the linearness and the logicalness and the externalization. So we're in the time and space continuum. It's, it's a very, the 4D is, is, is very, it's, uh, like water. You just kind of float in these different directions and you're not quite sure which way is up, down, left or right anymore, but you're going with it, right? You're just, we're learning how to get our, we're getting our sea legs here in the 4D. We're getting our sea legs where we're learning how to trust in the divine. We're learning how to trust in our intuition, our higher self, our angels, having faith in source and the divine plan. And we're also still working on letting go of a lot of the control and externalization from 3D. So we're just, we're getting our sea legs. This is practice, right? So um, cutting cords and the three synchronicity rule, those are key. And a lot of you are going to be in this zone right now where you're getting your sea legs and you're having to make decisions and choose your path and your direction and none of it makes sense. And it's okay. It's not going to make sense. But I can promise that the more we start trusting the miracles and the synchronistic events, the more that our path will become clear. And living on this higher timeline, the organic timeline, requires this level of trust and faith because it's organic. It's in the present moment of now. There's no, uh, there's no handrails to hold on to on this ride. It's, it's hands up. Hands up and let go. So I hope that helps. I love you guys and um, I will be back soon.